Hi folks, welcome back to the official catch-up. It is Moza here and I am joined as always by, I say as always because Ben's pretty much part of the furniture these days so, on these podcasts. So we'll start off with Ben, how you doing mate? Not bad Sam, not bad Sam. And we've obviously got, as normal, uh, Chris. How you doing Chris? Yeah, doing, doing good mate. And finally Sean's bedding as well. I'm good thanks, plugging away, what about yourself? Plugging away, that's what I do mate. Both in life and also selling. But uh, <laughs> talking of plugs, we are, as always, brought to you on this occasion by the Soccer Shop Direct at the Soccer Shop D on Twitter. So now that we're beginning to plan ahead for football coming back, if you need anything, be it team wear, equipment, footballs, anything, you name it, give them a shout. Twitter, they've got their website there as well. They'll do you a deal. So that's a decent enough plug, I'd say. <laughs> but um, I think we've got a fair bit to talk about, gentlemen, wouldn't you reckon? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just a little way. So, uh, where are we going to start, <laughs> is the question. I, th- I think we'll start with the Inverness Cali statement, uh, Moza. I mean, to me, that just came off, you know, uh, like, that's a reply to a drunken text. You know, that's what you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're incompetent, you're an arsehole, blah, blah, blah. You know, that, that's what it came across as. But very, very truthful and honest and... Uh, yeah, uh, it's something me and Ben touched on. Uh, well, obviously the Rangers dossier and all this sort of stuff, but it, everything seems to be coming out now. Um, more revealing uh, now than it ever has. And I think people are, I think that was the feeling going into this weekend with a lot of re- revelations that everyone just, I think everyone's fed up. And that's why we're getting these sort of re- revelations, if you will, from different people. I mean, we, we kind of touched on the. The breaking scenario, um, obviously George came out on Sound and said that there had been pressure put on him. Uh, we kind of touched on, we had obviously heard things being in the position we are uh, through several sources about that sort of thing. And uh, it was good to obviously hear George come out and, and say that. We obviously didn't know the, the complete background of the whole thing, but uh, aye, it's, it's mental, isn't it? It's totally mental. So just to give people an idea that are listening before we get right into it, we are recording four o'clock on the Sunday, um, just over an hour since Inverness Cali's statement came out, and it doesn't pull any punches and add another word to the Scottish football lexicon. Farago is now part of it, joining concomitant and other such words in the statement Excellent. lingo. Excellent, um, isn't it? Oh, it's such a good word. We won't revisit the entire Farago is a beautiful sentence. What does it mean, though, Moza? What does it actually mean, do we know? So, according to the definition... Uh, Posted by Chris himself, a farago is a confused mixture. Yeah. So take that as you will. But um, oh, it's just, it feels like we're getting to a point now where we're approaching the vote next week on this independent investigation being held. And I feel like the momentum's going to be behind that passing now. Um, especially now Rangers have said that they'll pay for it. Because the only issue I could really see for clubs voting against it would have been well, we don't really want to give up any money. Every penny's a prisoner just now. So if they're committing to spend the money and say, look, we'll fund it, what excuses are not to have an independent investigation into this when there's accusations flying left, right and centre and we need something to mend the, the wounds, basically? There's absolutely no justification I can see for voting against us unless you're a breaking city chairman. How does it work, though, Rangers paying for the investigation? Come on, that's got to be... 
a question to ask. How will that work if Rangers are paying for the investigation? It generally works with Rangers giving an IOU to somebody and they'll pay them later on, doesn't well, it? But, um, well. <laughs> but aye, you're right. Um, obviously, it would need to be independent and not influenced by the person paying for it. So if they're going to appoint Deloitte again or anyone like that, I don't know, I guess just take the money out of the prize money you're going to pay Rangers. Could do Duffin that. Felt, Duffin Phelps coming back into the fold, maybe. <laughs> Duffin Phelps, remember those legends? Oh, there's legends a, of the games. <laughs> there's a callback. There's a callback. Um, but I, and even if they had the offer to pay it, surely the common sense vote would be to approve this investigation. Surely. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, like, there's just so much uh, stuff happening with, with clubs and statements. I mean, I've read more more in the last few weeks than I have in years. Uh, and obviously, you, met, you, you mentioned words, uh, learning a few words here and there as well. But <laughs> uh, it's, it's completely crazy. And it, there has to be an inv- investigation for me now. I think uh, when me and Ben spoke about the Rangers thing, like I touched on earlier, it, it didn't seem like Rangers had a lot. But now it seems like everyone's coming out and saying that there is something to this. I think Rangers, it might not happen to Rangers, but certainly it seems like it's happened to uh, the bullying and whatever else, the incompetence. And, well, we, we know about the incompetence, uh, but the, the bullying and threats and whatnot certainly happened uh, to other clubs and, and organisations, obviously. Yeah I, think, yeah, I think just to kind of explain where I'm sitting on it, I think the expectation seemed to be there was a smoking gun there and there wasn't in the Rangers dossier. It was, it's a gathering of things that shouldn't have happened that they've logged. I think it's the easiest way to describe it. But more and more now clubs are beginning to put their voices up and they're beginning to break cover and say, aye, they did influence us when they shouldn't have done. They've not done their job right. And just all these examples are getting catalogued now. And it doesn't suggest to me that the SPFL is fit for purpose in terms of leadership, yeah. because there's so many failings. And even today, before Inverness's statement, Neil Doncaster was on Sportsound on the BBC today, uh, just after 12 o'clock. And again, he was towing this party line I've never had anything reported to me, bullying-wise. I've never had anything reported to me with issues. Inverness's statement basically calls him a liar, because it says they've reported stuff, yeah. amongst other things. So to have a member club call you out like that and they are calling him a liar that's that gives you an idea how serious and if that's one it's surely widespread well here's the thing Derek like obviously Rangers are a big organisation within Scottish football and they obviously had been informed by the likes of Inverness or some other clubs to put this across so has it got to a point that maybe Rangers have I don't know it's weird are, are Rangers sort of taking things from other clubs and putting their case forward for the other clubs. I mean, that's a bit strange in a member's organisation. Maybe the likes of Cali or whoever else didn't feel strong enough, which is not right if it's a member organisation. I don't know how to how to think about that. Maybe they went to Rangers with it or certain other people went to Rangers and uh, thinking that they have the power and it's very interesting. I don't know. It's hard to yeah. evaluate it. <laughs> I feel like clubs are being encouraged to come out now because Rangers are sticking to their guns and they're like one of the big two teams in the country. If Rangers weren't being so openly hostile, would we have heard Inverness saying this? I'm not convinced. It, it just feels like it started off for Rangers as a bit of a crusade on their own. 
but it now feels like they've realised they need to get support on board and they're beginning to gather that support together now. And as you say, as a members organisation, it should be run for the benefit of the members. There shouldn't be any bullying, or not, not even bullying, just the words that George used on uh, on Sports and yesterday, I think, were quite in, important. Basically saying, you might find life difficult, was what he got told. And specific reference made to like Tunnock's Caramel Cup entry and Betfred Cup entry. So they're not explicitly saying what they're going to do, they're just threatening, you know. And I think that's worse, because it'd be different if they said, look, because of this, if, if money goes down, we might not be able to do that and put it kind of nice and clear. But there's no clarity and it's just vague threats getting made. And it's getting run completely unprofessionally, if that's the case. Especially when Thistle have came out and said similar, uh, Falkirk have had a really strong statement as well. It's almost widespread anarchy at this point. Gangsters, mate. Gangsters, like I said in a previous <laughs> podcast. Yeah, must, Neil Co- Deal's be the poshest gangster I've ever seen him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, uh, we've not heard for yourself yet. Any thoughts, mate? I no, I totally agree. I think um, Rangers have been the first ones to, to turn around and, and basically come out with this allegation of, of bullying. I think they just came out on the, their own footing, to be honest. I mean, people will talk, but they've came out and I think they've came out with the idea that we're probably not the only ones here. And as they've came out and said it, you're starting to hear it for more and more. So we've heard, you know, that there was the threat of the cup games getting taken away from the non-league teams. We've heard... I think one of them was that uh, there was no point in voting against the ending the seasons, and if you did, you might lose your prize money in the next vote because it'd get split equally. I don't think all these teams are sitting back and thinking, "Let's make up a wee story and let's get in on this." You know, just more and more is coming out. It's too much of a coincidence for it not to be true. I think when Rangers came out initially, there was that whole, "Oh, they're just kicking off because Celtic are going to win the title." It was only one team and you could kind of see why it was like that. But now you're hearing it from so many different sources. Um, I don't know how Neil Doncaster's managing to go on any interviews. I know he's not getting those hard questions, but to go on there and, and blatantly claim that so many different sources are lying, it's, it's incredible. Eh? So, but you, you have touched on it already. Uh, um, it's, it's just ludicrous. And I think this meeting that's, that's on Tuesday, this EGM, I think it's looking like it's going to lead to a, a proper investigation getting done and it needs to happen. I don't think it's perhaps going to change anything about the resolution to the league's ending, but yeah, I, th- I think we just need somebody or we deserve something a little bit better as far as the running of the SPFL goes and, and hopefully we'll we'll get that at the end of that inquiry. We'll get them on the catch-up, man. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Moza and Neil Doncaster special. There we go. That could be the one. Be the Pretty one. sure Neil Doncaster would not in a million years agree to speak to us because um, we're too small fish for him, obviously. <laughs> he only speaks to the big boys so he can tell them what he's going to get asked, you know. He determined um, questions and all that. Aye. Um, questions. But, like, ironically enough, he was actually quite good in Sports Sound the time before today when yeah. he was on it, um, talking about the loans issue. And that was basically where Michael Stewart and Tom English went in the wrong foot, I felt, because they played into him and he knew what he was talking about. When it comes down to numbers, there's no argument there. But the argument comes for if they told the full story and if they were threatening anything. 
and obviously the vote numbers coming out early, all these things build up. Like it's not professionally run. And you no. can't make the argument that says it's been professionally run. Just going back to the old Rangers thing as well, gathering support, I guarantee you that Rangers have been in touch with George since what you said on the radio. And they've been in touch with Inverness Cali. Um, and they've been in touch with Thistle. And also with all, um, any of these clubs that are coming out with comments. I cast iron guarantee it that they're trying to build up a collective bit of kind of yeah. evidence here and uh, a bit of support that way. Ironically enough, for only a week ago, forward we just having a go in, just saying, I they're trying everything to stop Celtic getting a title. It might end up being that they've actually came around to doing the right thing to get this investigation through. Yeah. And then it's, it's just wild the way things are changing on well, like an hourly basis, you know? That's like what, uh, well, me and, me, and, me and Ben actually kind of thought that as well. We thought there wasn't much to the dossier, but now it seems like all the other clubs are coming out and backing it up, uh, mm-hmm. which is obviously puts Rangers in a position where people are actually, well, maybe there is something to this, but I mean, it's no coincidence that, uh, you know, Kelly Hearts are managed by Barry Ferguson and Rora Rangers are called Rora Rangers. No, <laughs> 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 like, no, uh, Obviously, Have some Rangers all over again, guys. With uh, no, that that saga I never knew about. Uh, we we discussed that obviously offline, but that was <laughs> hilarious that people are using that as a as a thing to. <laughs> of course, they would. Obviously, he's managed by Barry Burks, and eh, so. <laughs> what do you think, though? What do you think Rangers is? Ultimate goal is though. That's I don't understand. I don't. I mean, they've been kind of a bit vague about why they're doing it, but what's really the what's really the end goal? Because Rangers have never been a club to be on the side of the wee guy ever in mm. in life. So why why that change? I feel like the end goal is to get rid of Doncaster and uh, to get rid of the legal rep as well. That his name escapes me now. It's McCluskey because I, they obviously think that those are the guys that are against them, and they need to get members on side to get rid of them to do this yeah. independent investigation. So I feel like that's the reasoning behind that. If they can clear that out and get brand new management in, they'll be happier as a club. But That would, that would make sense, but I just I find it strange. I, I think I said this a few weeks ago on the on the pod that um, basically I feel weird like kind of siding with Rangers and something because I've never been like yeah, that. It's, it's, yeah. still, it's still that case. I mean, I'm still absolutely on their side in terms of what they're saying. And, um, could they go about it a wee bit better? Probably. Yeah, absolutely, but, um, yeah. But um, I don't feel like yeah, I can I can get behind what they're doing and what they're trying to do. Certainly, I feel like their position changed because I, I think they started off by going, "We don't want the season to end," and slowly but surely it's moved away for that to go. Oh no, we're going to go with this because this is our best chance of getting rid of these guys. So I've I've got a wee bit of cynicism with that. I think I feel like they're doing a lot of stuff populist wise just to get support behind them. But if it gets to the right goal, then so be it. Here's a thing, guys. Here's a question. Because obviously we've kind of discussed this, but obviously there's there's a backlash because it is Rangers, and I think it'd be similar if it was Celtic. But would it? Could this happen if it was only like if it wasn't Rangers? I say it was Hearts that were ahead of this. Would it be as popular or as big news? Would there be anyone really give a shit? Has does it have to be Rangers or Celtic for for change to happen? I think it's just starting to carry enough momentum on its own. To be honest, I think. Uh, the, the the people who have played the biggest part in making this happen has been the Neil Doncaster and the SPFL board. It's nothing you can hide away with it. It's been a, a complete mess. Um, but I think whoever had, had sort of spearballed it at the beginning, they would have always been self-interesting, whether it was Rangers stopping 
Celtic getting to 10 in a row or Hearts avoiding relegation or, you know, it would have been tied to something. The, the real momentum is now coming because you're starting to hear more and more teams coming out and saying it. It's becoming, it's less about one team. And all these teams have all got different, they've all got self-interest, but they've all got different self-interest. But I think the fact that Rangers spearheaded it kind of probably gave it the sort of publicity, you know, people right. stood up, especially. It was pathetic, but the back and forth that, that they had at one point, I think they had a statement each coming out every day, um, which was just ridiculous. But it just it gathered a bit of momentum um, and brought it into the limelight a little bit. And Yeah, I think it could have been anybody, to be honest, but the fact that it was Rangers... I think, yeah, just, it's the old farm, yeah, they always get a bit more coverage whenever they see anything, to be honest. So, just to kind of move it on a wee bit, we now know that the league's only going to change, SPFL-wise, so we're stuck with the 12-10-10-10 regardless, at this point. In terms of the playoff, George was quite clear yesterday in saying that it's an SFA run competition, the playoffs, so as far as they're concerned for the Highland and Lowland League, it's still happening. And if the SPFL don't put forward a club, to play in that playoff, in this case, breaking, they're breaking the rules. So, how do we think that's going to play it? Um, my, my kind of point of view is, if the SFA are running that, and they're also saying they're running the Scottish Cup, and that will be played to a final result, if you can finish the Scottish Cup, why can't you finish the playoffs? And that was one of the reasons that Kelly were put forward as champions, for that very reason, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, like Sabonny Rig and, and, and all the other members agreed, uh, not you know, not how we got there, but that was, you know, why it was done, basically. So, Kelty went up as Lowland League champions or put forward as Lowland League champions, Brora as Highland League champions. And it was one of, this was the, the exact reason why this was. So, George has done the exact, you know, he can't do any more for what, uh, for putting them forward. As far as, I think he actually mentioned this, but as far as he's concerned, they've, the Highland and Lowland League have done their part. It's up to the SFA or the SPFL to, to do theirs. And, to, for them not even to hear back I think George mentioned this They've not even heard back Of whether it's going ahead I mean How stupid is that For the clubs um, I know we're in a difficult position At the moment But You know Things can change Players can be out of contract By the time it does roll around If there is going to be one Or if they decide There is going to be one Maybe they won't have the players there They won't be fitness they won't, You know There's so many Kind of worms in this whole thing uh, If they just said Right We're going to play it Or no it's not happening Then we would have at least a sort of idea what what where the mind is or where it's going, basically. I think the thing about it is, is it seems like the hypocrisy of it all. Because you remember, they don't talk about sporting integrity and stuff like that earlier on, um, about kind of like the hearts and partake and all that kind of stuff. And if you're not going to do it for, for those teams, then surely it's got to work the same way and the team should be able to come up. And that seems to me that sporting integrity just goes out the window at that point. Yeah, totally agree, mate. Totally agree. Sporting integrity is a phrase that gets used all the time, just then there's none of it going about. And it's really frustrating, you know. Exactly. It's just, it's like a wee buzzword that just gets chucked out for no reason. And it's like, well, where's integrity in Partick Thistle getting relegated when they had a game in hand? And if they won that game in hand, they wouldn't be getting relegated. Where's integrity in that? No, uh, but I have to, to, just to sort of go against that in some respects, is uh, I have to give respect to Cali because. You know, they pretty much said, we have an agenda. We are yeah. kind of mm-hmm. pissed off that we never got promoted or had the chance to be promoted because we were there too. And you've got, and I think I said it on a previous pod, but you've got to respect that because there's so many teams that are 
uh, like kind of not saying you can kind of tell even with the the sort of text they use and the words that they use that they're not really you know uh, saying how they feel Cali just went for it today like they just don't <laughs> they don't really care now they just went right this is what we have to say uh, and I don't know if there's going to be obviously well I don't know if there can be re- re- repercussions really but uh, now it's out in the open but the, uh, the problem that the SPFL have is a lot of people will agree with what Cali have said um I mean, I think Falker, and Mr. Falker, they had a brilliant statement out the other day as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And and they were writing what they said along the lines of, like, I don't think anyone really has any faith in the SPFL and these organisations. I think they said something along that those lines, and it's true. We always expect the worst in Scottish football because nothing's actually happening, nothing's changing. It's like the last pod, the last proper podcast. As soon as I heard the, the idea of 14-14-14, or the idea... The, uh, the whole going way back to the actual initial vote when they said Hearts and whoever else were getting relegated that was pretty much done for me at that point it really was because if they're you know if they take the votes and the decisions then you, you just know it's going back to where we were and the, the, it's just it's mental Just uh, to throw in something a, a wee update on the news Neil Doncaster, when he was questioned on the radio today, categorically denied a direct question, has any bullying or threats been made to any member clubs? Which is why Inverness have directly said it did happen and they're willing to testify about it. Coach my sugarly peg. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's one of those those times changing type scenarios where, see if you, you went 10, 15 years ago, these sort of subtle, it'd be really good if you, you went along with this because... If not, these could be. The, that was the way business used to get done, and and it's all of guys who have been doing business for a lot, a lot of time that are in these positions. But nowadays, people don't stand for that kind of that type of management anymore, and and that's what's coming to light here. That so, uh, to be honest, in, in his eyes, I believe that he probably thinks there has been no wrongdoing. He's probably sitting there thinking, "I've just simply pointed out that you know mm. it might not work in their favour." But that is that is brilliant in, in today's. Sorry, society and, and people don't stand for it. I, I believe he probably is sitting there. He probably starting to think maybe I have done something wrong there. But do you know when all this has been going on for the last however long? He's probably been sitting, you know, doing it, thinking there's no real harm done. I'm just making sure we get resolutions, and I'm pointing, I'm helping these clubs out or these leagues out by pointing out, you know, what might happen if they don't. Eh? But it's not acceptable in this day and age, and and it's clearly the way that. The, the SPFL are running things and it's not yep. right. He seems to have said, he seems to be kind of backtracking a little bit. He seems to have suggested mm-hmm. that there's no formal complaint, but there's um, clubs have expressed concern. I'm using nice ear quotes, that doesn't really work in, in audio <laughs> format, does it? I just realised. <laughs> um, For the benefit so, of anyone listening, fingers were in the air when he said that. <laughs> um, so it starts to be a wee bit of a backtrack from Doncaster, but I guess it's like that thing if you're at your workplace and um, you go to your manager and say, oh, "Look, this guy's put my head down," but I'm not going to actually like write out a formal like disciplinary complaint or whatever against somebody. You just want to deal with quietly and get it done with and get it over with. So he's taking that to say, "Well, I was no formal complaint, so, so I'm alright, Gov." You know, what I mean, it's not that, that kind of thing. Whereas it sounds like there's probably more to it now that, than what he was originally suggesting that I do. The problem he is, definitely changed his language. I know yeah, it's yeah. fair to say. The problem is though with that is it's not. I like I like your analogy there Ben but it's it's like talking to you're getting bullied by the top manager 
the like owner of the company basically. Uh, so you, there's not much you can do other than moan to the other member clubs. Mm. And then obviously, as we've seen, uh, it's becoming very, very public and very well known. But like uh, in terms of the you know providing evidence and testifying, who are they going to testify to? The SFA, the SPFL, the people that are actually you know apparently handing out this bullying and threats. I mean, I don't know if it'll go anywhere. It's incredible that, that he's still in, in the position that he's in. To be honest, I think as soon as the as soon as the original vote went down and you know the results were published early, the the change in the vote that should have been when when he headed out the door because nobody's got trust in him to, to handle things the correct way. Even if this independent inquiry goes the the other way, people I, I think have lost confidence in his ability to actually run the SPFL. It's it's blatant. So. I'm quite astonished that he's still kicking about, to be quite honest. I don't think the general opinion was in his favour before this happened. Generally, was it? Um, a lot of fans really didn't like him. Um, I can't... If anything comes through this, if it is going to be an inquiry, he's got to go, you think. If there's anything that implicates him, he's not exactly in the strongest position, as it is. But, again, it's a member's organisation. They've got the power to vote him out if they want. Ultimately, so it'll come down to SPFL clubs. Um, so they only they were the ones that only to be persuaded by any investigation and, and what's found about them. As far as it kind of focuses on non-league, it's not going to make any difference at this point in time. It's probably going to take a while later on as well if it is going to be investigated. So in terms of next steps for Kelty and Brora, there is a legal avenue that could be explored, and we know that as a potential uh, thing that's going to happen. But what do you guys think the Highland and Lowland and Kelty and Broder should be doing for next steps? Well, uh, Bro- the Broder chairman put out a statement earlier. So many statements, guys. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and I believe I believe there are, his words were that they're going to raise awareness for both Broder and Kelty as much as they can through you know the media, uh, legal, like you said, pretty much every everything they can do. Uh, in terms of the legal thing, I'd, like I said to you guys, I don't know if it'll get anywhere because you can't really I mean, you can't put sport and integrity on trial, you know what I mean? You could probably do the, the finance thing um, and stuff like that, but you, you, I don't think any court in the country could really uh, get Kelly or Brora what they want in terms of promotion. No, it would need to go to CAS, um, court arbitration for sport, wouldn't it? Just for basically the rules are there that state that the the SPFL need to present a club for the playoff and they're not doing so. Um, and it, you would just need to go down the cars route and hope that they rule against the SPFL ultimately. The thing I was going to say about the, the whole kind of going down the legal avenue, that, that to me will surely delay football if we do get some sort of restart. Uh, because you can't be starting a league um, if there's a legal kind of trial ongoing where there's a potential for a team to get... Um, the, the right ruling on their side and then get the promotion place that they deserve so um, that has a bigger implications on, on football as a whole because I mean you can't start any league at that point I would have thought in Scotland and I mean no one wants that really That rule that's been put out there that, about the Highland Low and, and the SPFL having to agree on if any playoffs are cancelled I think that's the last big thing that's, that's sort of stuck in this and you know what if they'd done, it, done the right thing and opened it up to maybe a, a 12 team league 2 I think it would have put a lot of this to, to bed. The bullying thing um, and the independent investigation, I think, is a, a completely separate matter mm-hmm. um, to the leagues being finished and who's getting promoted and relegated. And I do think it 
there's an element of fairness if, say, Kellen Brora were to go up, but your Inverness Cali Thistles didn't get the same opportunity to play their playoff matches. But the playoff matches they were involved in were governed by the SPFL and, and they decided not to go forward with them. These playoff matches, they, they haven't been, so it's not been finalised, it's not been agreed on. I think that, that'll be a big part of the legal battle will be that that, that rule's not been agreed on. And it is ridiculous to think if, if they'd just gone down that route. I'm not saying it's the fairest way because I do think at the moment they will say that Breek and Kelly and Brora should have an opportunity between the three of them to get up there and only one should go up. So for Kelly and Brora to get all my promotion this year because it, it's a bit unfair, but it, it sort of would have put all this to bed. And if we're not going to go down that route, it is the, they sort of need to do those playoffs. And like Ben said, it could see a a delay going ahead because there hasn't been any any vote or ruling on that yet. That's the scary bit, I think. I wouldn't I wouldn't get too hung up on the rules though, because as we've as George said on Sports Sound, you know, if you're getting things mandated or threats over the phone or whatever, then it's obviously that the the rules don't matter to the rule makers. But that's the thing that playoffs governed by the SFA, not the SPFL. So the SPFL aren't the rule makers. What they were threatening was. Or if you go against us there, we'll stop you getting into our cup competitions. So it's slightly different. Oh, sorry, the alleged threats, I should say. But Keyword, there was a keyword. Indeed, indeed, I made sure. <laughs> but um, personally, I think I'm going to go a bit rogue here. I think, not like, not like you, not like you. <laughs> <laughs> what we should probably, like just looking at the Highland and Lowland, so kind of talking for non-league here, I think what we should be looking for now is... Firstly, we should be asking for a relegation payoff. So the the parachute payment, if there is not going to be promotion, half of that should go to Brora and half of that should go to Kelty. So that's the first thing. And secondly, we should be getting automatic relegation as a consequence for next year onwards. So if we get to a stage where we say, look, I understand with coronavirus, COVID-19, the games can't get played until God knows what date. So it's not exactly an ideal situation. If we're going to go ahead with what you want, SPFL, firstly, that parachute payment, we want that given as compensation between the two clubs that would have been in it from our level. And secondly, as a consequence of not going through that and keeping your club in the leagues, give us that automatic slot. If not next year, the season after, going forward. And I think that would probably get through on our side, whether it get through on their side, God knows. Yeah. But, it, it's going to come down to a negotiation even if it goes through legal channels sort of give and take I think so I personally think that would be acceptable to most parties obviously Broder and Kelty still wouldn't get a chance to go up but what do you think? After I think after what we've seen with, with the votes recently I think we're a wee bit away from that automatic relegation and promotion yeah. a lot further away than I originally thought we were I thought a couple of years time we'll get another couple of teams that, that will go up going back-to-back seasons and it'll be ridiculous to argue against it but after seeing what I've seen over the last couple of months I feel like we're if it's ever voted for by the you know your member clubs we're some way away from it being an automatic relegation I think we're going to have to get a bunch of teams from non-league up to, to that level so that they can influence the vote a little bit which is really frustrating and I think that the, the parachute payment thing, it, it sounds good and it sounds like the right thing to do, but I think with the amount of money that SPFL and clubs are going to lose over, well, throughout this, um, 
it's going to, I think it's just going to get eaten up and, and recouping some of those losses. I think um, mm. as nice an idea as it is. I don't know what everybody else thinks. Never happened, Derek. Never happened because... Oh, never happened. I know that. You were talking about, uh, you know, like other teams going up there, Sean, but I've not heard anything from Edinburgh City or Cove Rangers on this. I might be wrong. I don't know if you guys have seen anything. So, obviously, as soon as you're in the league, you know, I don't know. I, I can't really speak for them because they've not said anything, but I'm assuming that... In fairness, uh, just to kind of butt in there, Edinburgh City did put out a statement saying that they were defending the leagues they'd came from. Um, but okay. they've not spoken since the vote or anything like that. Um, Cove, I don't think I've said anything, but I'm pretty sure they've only just came up. So I'm pretty sure they'd be behind Brora and their right to come up as well. But there's um, a, sorry, but there's a difference of doing it quite quietly uh, yeah, and actually yeah. coming out and doing maybe an Inverness Cali. I mean, if I was Edinburgh City or Cove Rangers, I'd, and I truly believed that, and... Uh, there's obviously different agendas and beliefs about these different things, but that's why I was really happy to see like uh, Clyde and, and uh, Falkirk and all these other clubs that obviously... I mean, even even when I talked to Andy Williamson, uh, East Stirlingshire, what he said about, uh, you know, they've always believed in the pyramid uh, and, you know, they, they knew they would probably be the, the first victims, if you will, and that happened. You know, they, they've, they've stuck by their guns and obviously it's cost them, really, but... They're obviously teams like Brecon are, are not going to don't have the same opinion basically and are quite self preservation, I guess. So just to quote what Edinburgh City said in their statement after the vote, um they said we strongly advocate league reconstruction featuring an increased premiership with promotion from each division, including the winners of the Highland and Lowland Leagues joining the SPFL. So they were behind Broder and Kelty going up. That's good. That's good to hear. I, I personally never saw that, but it is good to hear, but yeah, I would. I would like to hear what Cove would say about that uh, in terms of yeah, yeah. Rora. The only it'd be good to actually get get to speak to Edinburgh City at some point. It's maybe something we could look at in the future. But mm-hmm. the thing with with that scenario, and I'm not suggesting that Edinburgh City aren't for non-league, but I think with the the suggestion when they were looking at a 14 team SPL, it really saw Edinburgh City get promoted as well. So there was a sort of there's an argument to be made that they, you know, they were looking to, to get promoted themselves in there and, and part of that would include Kelly and Brora going up. Whether or not that influenced it a, a huge deal, it'd be interesting to find out and, like I say, maybe be one for us to, to look to in future. It's interesting you mentioned influences there, but I, you know, I, I knew this anyway, but the, the teams that I mentioned, Clyde, Falkirk, uh, Edinburgh City, they all share their grounds with Lowland League clubs, so I don't know if that's maybe <laughs> they're saying in that. Uh, but no, I think I think they were being sincere in what they what they said. Uh, but I, I think that's an an interesting thing as well. Obviously, uh, Clyde and uh, Falkirk especially, but also Edinburgh City share their ground with Spartans. Yeah, uh, I think there might be more to that. Um, no conspiracies going on, but I just uh, I think that's funny. <laughs> They'll naturally be kind of closer to Lowland clubs, given they share the grounds with them. Yeah. Um, so that's one way of looking at it. But no, you're quite right. I've just had a quite nosy cove there. They've not had any comments specifically in their statements with regards reconstruction or the, the island or Lowland. So it would be nice to hear something for them. I agree with you there. What about what about yourself, Ben? Have you had have you got any thoughts on on that sort of thing? I think the main thing is this whole kind of. The self-preservation stuff, I just think, is starting to really disappoint me, I think, in terms of most of Scottish football. I think I've seen it from the top right down to even the bottom. I mean, uh, even looking at some things that have happened in the West recently, there's there's been some you know, 
changes to that situation that have all just seems all about self-interest and that, that certain clubs and top to bottom just want to look after themselves. And I think I don't think that's the right time for that kind of thing. I think you've got to try and preserve as many as you can um, right now because at the end of the day, all the clubs need each other to be able to play football. And if we just start to see clubs kind of falling away or kind of had come any difficulties with financially or um, or what have you, then it becomes it becomes really really a sad place because football won't be the same. I mean, look what happened when, mm. like, say, like for example, I mean, I know Gretna probably were a bit of a kind of fairy tale story and how they came up, but even when Gretna like did essentially die as he did, um, it was disappointing to see from a footballing fan point of view. So that's the thing I think about all the time is that eventually this could come down to the fact that there might be teams missing because they they can't actually cope because of coronavirus. So let's just try and protect everyone best we can. And I don't think I don't know if there's a maybe a Kind of a perfect utopia, but I certainly I think there's there's better things we can be doing, like like for example, giving Kelly and Brother a chance to to really come up and and get the place that they deserve because they've played for that at the end of the day. That's the, the thing of on the sporting field of they've, they've actually played and they've been successful, so they deserve it. If there's a perfect utopia, on offer we'd find a way to vote against it to try to show us, yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> the, when we, when when we were talking about the the opportunities there as well, and and teams getting their opportunity to move up, I, I reckon especially since we sort of cover the whole non league now, it's worth touching on Bonus because yeah. I'm sure we also I'm sure it was shared um, from a, a sort of secondary Bonus account that that they weren't going to get promoted this season. But as far as I'm led to believe that that's not something that's been finalised yet. What's going to happen with with the East of Scotland? Am I right? Yeah, my understanding is Bonus will be promoted as soon as our license is rubber stamped at the SFA AGM. So I did reply to that tweet. If anyone's listening, it's a bit confusing because there's two Bonus Twitter accounts and the one with more followers is an unofficial one. So you need to go to the one that says official in the name, basically, so you know it's the right one. Because uh, the other one just puts out opinions and almost states it as fact. Um, but yeah, the understanding I have is Bonus are going to get promoted. Now they've been made champion club of the East because the South did the, the null and void uh, choice for their season. So there was no champion club in the South of Scotland. And basically, as things stand, the Lowland, like the Highland, would run with 17 teams next year with bonus coming up and no relegation. Yeah, and we'd be somewhat hi- hypocritical if we wanted Kelty and uh, Brora to go up and we were like, nah, screw, screw bonus, we don't want them in the Lowland League. <laughs> no, Absolutely. It's fine, yeah, exactly what you said. We're obviously just waiting to see what happens with Bonus, but the assumption is obviously that they're coming up. We're just waiting on, uh, I think it's the licensing and stuff like that uh, before it's confirmed. But yeah, Bonus uh, should be in the Lone League next season or whenever we uh, continue football. It's a shame that it's not as simple as that. eh? Just, you know, (laughs) they they finished at the top, so they get promoted. That just makes so much sense. But there you go, eh? Quick question, guys, because I put something out the other day and it seemed to get quite a bit of support. Would you say if we were 17 teams in a lowland next season, now we've got the west of Scotland below it with the east and the south, would all of you be in favour of going for two automatic relegation spots for the lowland going forward? As a new west fan, I'll jump straight in there and say yes. Um, 100%. Uh, I think that would be great to see, for certainly from our own point of view. Uh, but I'm not all about self-preservation, so whatever's best for the, whatever's best for the greater good, I'm behind. Um, so if that's the best approach for all the, the clubs below one league, then yeah, great, let's do it. But it's got to work for the one league as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think um, 
it, it would it would be a shame for for some of the, the teams that we really like that do hover around the bottom of the the Lowland League um, to perhaps have you know they're perhaps expecting to go down in the future or potentially go down and that's going to be cut a bit shorter by making that sort of decision. But I've said I've said for a long time that the disparity from East of Scotland and now West of Scotland to Lowland League and Lowland League up to League Two is it's ridiculous and, and I'm all for teams finding the right level and the Lowland League will be more competitive for it. Ridiculously, SPFL2 would be more competitive if there was the automatic relegation and promotion there yep. as well, but they like their non-competitive league there that they've got where Cove Rangers run away with it. That's up to them. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am all for it, as, as harsh as it is for the teams at the bottom. I want to see the 16 best non you know, non-league teams playing in the Lowland League, and we'll get there quicker with with two automatic relegations. I would say yes, but not if uh, Brecon were coming down, because they shouldn't be in the Lowland League, in my opinion. So if I if I, say a, I don't know, a Vela leaving or a Gretna was losing losing their place for Brecon to come down to a league they shouldn't be in, then no, I would I wouldn't say so. Neil Doncaster, I'm pretty sure thinks they're down in Dumfries and Galloway, Brecon. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely numpty, like it's, it's ridiculous, and it's it's just it's just Tayport side, you know, teams around there that I feel really bad for because they've been denied an opportunity for a a wee a wee while a wee while now, and they probably would have added more to the own league than Brecon, I think. So, I assume that I really feel sorry for, but I somebody somebody needs to get a map for Neil Doncaster. Absolute donut, like. I kind of feel like that's the only issue we've got now with the non-league side of things, Dundee and Angus. Because Angus should be Highland, but there's clearly going to be an issue there with Dundee, because a lot of those clubs, like the Carnoustie's of this world, um, believe they should be Lowland sides or want to be in East of Scotland League, for example. So, how are we going to get under? Are we just going to say to them, no, you can form a Tayside League, so basically the East Juniors can be a Tayside League, but it feeds into the Highland League, or are we going to give a wee bit of grace? How are we going to approach that, John? That, that's the problem with this, though. That's the, the problem. The reason we have boundaries is because there wouldn't be an imbalance. So, yeah. you know, like teams like Brecon or, you know, pick and choose, it can't be done like that. It has, there has to be a boundary and they have to stick with it. They can't just change the rules because, I don't know, the Brecon chairman is on, on, on the SPFL board or whatever. I mean, that's, it's just nonsense because then you would have so many teams... I mean, now we've we've included the west of Scotland in, uh, in our pyramid under the Lone League. I mean, how many teams are we going to have if we, you know, if we go further? I mean, as stated, I think forty-five minute drive breaking is from Aberdeen. So how far up the country do we go? You know, it's just mental. They, they, they have to stick. They have to like draw a line, which I believe is written in the Lone League rules uh, and probably in the Highland League rules. So they have to stick with that, in my opinion. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. And. I think the fact that George came out and mentioned what was going to be breaking might actually put the pressure on them now to they would need to go Highland. Possibly we'll need to wait and see how that plays out as well though, whether they're actually going to have a playoff or not and I don't know. At this point we'll just need to wait and see. But I think now that that's been out there, we need to get clarification on the whole Highland Lowland boundary, the tail line. Um, because you can't just pick and choose the rules halfway through a season, like he said yesterday, and like you've just said there as well, Chris. See, the other thing I was going to ask about, see if I'm breaking to go into the, what is it about the Lone League they're so desperate to get in to? 
We didn't have a harder league for them to actually get into in the, in the end up, but the Highland League would be an easier route for them. We don't, we don't so, know, Ben. We honestly don't know. I'm assuming it could be to do with the fact that, um, you know, you've got teams like Kelty and Bonnie Rig obviously have decent crowd. I, mean, I think it's a financial paydays, thing. Yeah, 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 I, I honestly, yeah. yeah, I think it's a financial thing, and I, I don't want to take anything away from the Highland League, but I do believe we have, uh, we might perhaps have bigger. I would have to check with David Severs, but. Um, I'm assuming we do have bigger attendances than a lot of the Highland League teams. And I we do. Maybe, yeah, maybe the average is yeah. much higher. Um, the theory is it's through player recruitment because most of our players are based in the central belt. Right, OK. So they need to start recruiting in a whole different area. But Berwick needed to do that. Like Berwick recruited for the central belt, came down and then went, oh, we can't really do that. We're in a really cloud- crowded field now and we're not offering league football. So they've had to change their recruitment strategy to go kind of North England in their area. So, if they've had to do that, Shire have had to adjust. Why can't Breakin adjust? Or is it because your chairman's on the board that he feels he shouldn't need to? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's senseless. It's utterly senseless. And I didn't hear Breakin moaning when Montrose could have gone down to Brora Rangers and they would have gone Highland League. Nobody had anything to say at that point, did they? So, one rule for one. I'd love to have seen how, because um, we've saw how Berwick and Shire have performed when they've dropped down to the Lowland League as well. I would have been quite interesting, interested to see how a team does when they, they drop down into that Highland League to sort of see where the gap is. We obviously know Cove Rangers have ran away with it, but for the league as a whole, we saw how Shire and yeah Berwick have, where they've sort of found their place in the Lowland League. It'd be interesting to see a team drop out of the SPFL2 into the Highland League and see just how strong that that league is yeah. as well, um, but right. it's frustrating. But it's what it is. Scottish thing, football. The other thing would be if Brecon were to get relegated for Lowland, where would they go? I don't know. Can he go to the East of Scotland? Because East of Scotland turned down teams that are north of the tape boundary. I yeah. don't know. Make up their own league, pal. That's what. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we have to we have to say actually because there has been some things we have to really say that our anger is not towards the club breaking or their their players or their fans or their staff it's, it's simply towards their chairman who you know we've heard about and I think that's I think I speak for everyone on that I don't know for a fact but it's not the club that we're against or anything like Absolutely. that um, and also in fairness to breaking they're not they're not down you know they haven't been relegated. Uh, we, all we're advocating for is for Kelly Hearts or Brewer to get the chance at the playoffs. So, like that, that's written in the pyramid rules and, and, and fairness. It's nothing to do with our thoughts or feelings that the breaking should be down because that's not the case. We just feel that Kelly and Brewer should have the chance to go up, which is why yeah. we have the pyramid. Yeah, yeah. Well, totally I think I think that's the other thing as well about the pyramid is it's about teams finding a level, isn't it? So if Beacon's level at the moment isn't League Two, then they should be playing at the the league below where they're they're basically at at the moment and prove themselves to get back up to the league they, they think maybe they they deserve to be in because there's obviously a lot of teams in there that, that think they deserve have a, some sort of self right to to be in the League Two, but. Um, I think that now we obviously West coming in and get involved. It's a case of let's all find out where the entire Scottish football landscape sits and, and all these teams will find out where they are at some point. Yeah, and it's been a shame for Breakin because they've had they've had what they had a couple of back to back relegations before what would have potentially been a third. Um so I and Chris was quite right in what he said there. It's definitely Breakin fans have, have had a hard enough time with it having to listen to their team getting slated. It is just yeah, Ken Ferguson and the influence that he's had 
being on the board. It's just it's a bit ridiculous that, that somebody in that position has been able to save the club the way he has or save them from an opportunity, I suppose, say, playing in that playoff. But, yeah, absolutely agree. I think the devil's advocate argument on it because I feel like that's going to get thrown at us. People that are in favour of what's happening would say that all the playoffs have been cancelled in the SPFL regardless and they were in a playoff spot, not a relegation spot. So I guess the kind of counter-argument we've got to that would be, as George said yesterday, it's an SFA competition and they've got to put forward a club that's not an SPFL competition. So you can't just cancel it for the SPFL's level. Does that, that sound about right? Spot on. I'd agree with that. I think the thing is as well is that it's a wee bit different because there is no automatic relegation spot. The other teams we're talking about are in automatic relegation spots so they deserve to go down. Uh, we can have that little bit of kind of safety net that they've still got a chance to, to save themselves in a playoff. They don't have that uh, automatic relegation so they're kind of getting lucky anyway so they should, should do what's right and, and play the match if or whatever the playoff situation actually is. And I noticed that Inverness specifically called out Breakin in their statement as well. So it's not just out with the pyramid, people are calling it out. Partick have called it out, so have Inverness saying, well, if the other teams are getting relegated, why are Breakin getting saved? Which is a very interesting kind of way of looking at it as well. Bitterness, I think everyone's against, <laughs> against Breakin. Uh, as I said, the, the chairman, not the club, but it is, it's completely unfair. It's complete, I think it's co- completely unfair where... Where I think Falkirk, uh, for one, I mean, I like Rafe, obviously, Rafe, you know, local team quite near me, but, um, you know, I think there was a point in it or something like that. So Falkirk are rightfully aggrieved that they never got uh, their chance at the promotion. But I think reconstruction would have sorted all this. If they had just put the top yeah. two up, we wouldn't have had all this all this nonsense. But they, they brought, the SPFL have brought it on themselves. And, and uh, whatever happens, I mean, even uh, I loved Inverness Cali's thing, and uh, if you've not read it, read the whole thing. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, what was it they mentioned? They mentioned like, oh yeah, the fake, the fake five pm deadline and stuff like that. And, yeah. and one thing that amazed me, and it was true because they weren't the only club to to say this, but um, they had basically heard on the news rather than being told by the organisation themselves how the vote went and all that sort of stuff. So that's just mental. That is just mm. unbelievable to me that. You know, surely that that should be kept in house, and then all right, guys, we've got the full result. Then there would have been none of this drama about Dundee, and uh, it's just it, go, it all stems back to that that whole vote thing about a month ago, and ever since then, it's just like it's turned to utter nonsense. I mean, the other thing about that statement, if you've not read it yet, it's beautifully obvious how bad they want to say Dundee, but they will not say the word Dundee in it. <laughs> um, there's a whole paragraph calling out Dundee and he just can't say their name but it's ridiculously obvious they even say the one team that changed their vote but they just will not name them they tell just it, the pure anger it's like what I said earlier it's like one of those replies to a drunken text it's like you remember that club you, you told me not to worry about why is he you know <laughs> uh, but yeah any more for any more gentlemen I don't think so. I think we've covered pretty much everything. Uh, the only other thing, I guess, to mention is uh, obviously they have stakeholders in the SPFL. Um, I don't really know the the complete ins and outs, but apparently one of the allegations or one of the things that was in the uh, Rangers dossier which interested me was the fact that uh, Sky uh, had a say in reconstruction and they would have to... And I don't know if... I mean, that's 
to me that's mental. I know obviously Sky provide the you know the the TV money and it's obviously important for the clubs, but should an outside stakeholder have that much power in a members organisation? That kind of bothers me. I think. I'd agree with that. I would want that to get looked into. To be honest, I think that's just universal approval there in the silence. <laughs> yeah, I think I it goes without saying, doesn't it? But yeah, if that's uh, if that's has kind of brought to an end, we're going to no doubt have more to talk about over the next couple of weeks. So you will be hearing fears again. Um, as Sean, I think mentioned earlier on, we will do our best to get more chats with those involved. Um, obviously, from an on-league perspective, but also we've had Ian McMenemy on previously. We will try and get other club chairmen on SPFL-wise uh, to kind of talk through bits and bobs as well. Listen out for next week, though, because we do have in the works a chat with George Fraser planned it and he only had what five ten minutes on Radio Scotland we'll be giving him as long as he wants to talk through things so keep your ears ready for that because that I'm sure will be a very interesting lesson but um, any anything else you want to shout out guys before we kind of wrap this up plugs and sponsors let's do it so we said at the very start Soccer Shop Direct are the sponsors of all the podcasts we do we are obviously grateful for their support especially in these trying times so if you need anything to do with football for your team or just generally want to have a look in preparation at the Soccer Shop D on Twitter is where you head to and with that said and done I'll let you guys run through where to find you social media wise so do you want to go first Ben? Sure I think the best place to get me these days is just my own Twitter account which is at Mr Ben Grant um, direct all your abuse for any sort of West communication I have uh, to that account uh, rather than my podcast account so uh, we'll just mention that today yeah, get me there if you disapprove of my Western Scotland um, team of the season then come ahead All welcome as long as you don't slag off David Sign. I'll tell you that right now well, David Sign's <laughs> a good, good pal of mine uh, don't, you, can't, you can't mention you can't mention bad, bad blood against David Sign, Carlo Monte Gary Fleming anything else Carl- free, free game Carlo Monte FM legend obviously there we go there we go Chris next up uh, you can get me at Rampant FM on Twitter and obviously um, I'm, I'm sure Derek uh, to, to save him a bit of trouble you could probably find everything else uh, the catch up is that official catch up. It's on Facebook at Lonely Catch Up, I think, still, and then it's yep. on Instagram at official dot catch up. We're on everywhere: SoundCloud, YouTube, just either official catch up or Lonely Catch Up. Uh, Sean, yeah, best place for myself. Um, likewise, is is on Twitter. Um, no fancy handles for myself. It's just Sean Spain eighty nine. And now it comes back to me. So, at Moza Plays on Twitter, you'll find me anywhere else through there. And, as Chris says, get following the catch-up and get subscribed to us on whatever platform you use for your podcast as well. Bear in mind, we are also on YouTube, if you'd rather listen to us through there, if you're doing other things in the background. Um, you can find us wherever you need us, basically. But, until next time, thanks again for listening. Please continue to share your thoughts with us. Uh, we will, obviously, through Chris, be putting out the opinions on any developments on Twitter, so make sure you interact there as well, and we will catch you next time, thanks for listening